Welcome back to uh, Q&A, our Q&A session for the Captain's Table with Commander Katie, Enterprise, and Mechanic Man. And uh, if you missed the episode, I was talking about, you know, Elite and Star Citizen and uh, with all these, these wonderful Elite Commanders coming over to Star Citizen. Watch that first up there if you're watching this on YouTube, the little link up there. And if you're watching this on Twitch, just uh, go back. <laughs> go back to the, the little line in the back and... You can do that. Wonder, the wonders of life playback. Uh, <laughs> you can catch up. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get started with questions. So uh, viewers have asked questions here. Uh, we'll, I'll try, do my best to answer them, uh, and I'll try to filter them out as best I can. Just remember that your questions should be reasonable and meaningful. Please, nothing weird and or <laughs> dumb. Do not ask statements. A statement is not a question. Chat. You can uh, ask those dumb questions on my stream yes. some other time. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll accept them. Yeah. All right. So Kaniac asks, this is for, uh, for all three of you. How do you think Star Citizen's current ship combat compares to elites? Let's start with you, Katie, about this one. I, I like it a lot. Uh, but again, I prefer the flight model of Elite Dangerous, but the way that Star Citizen handles everything else the the damage uh, the way that weapons work the fact that missiles are their own separate thing from guns um i, I and the, the way multi-crew works the way turrets work i i prefer every aspect of star citizen combat more than elite with the exception of um the ship handling and actually i i i would add a caveat to that that i may even if they would if they would provide the option to turn off rotational stabilization in decoupled mode as well um, so, so that you know, you ship doesn't auto correct the rotation. That is, if I nudge my stick and like pitch, it will just keep spinning until I nudge it the opposite way. Um, if they if they they give us the option to do that, I may even like the flight model more in Star Citizen. Awesome. Um, as as Craiglin, who's one of the QA members, writes feedback down. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, Enterprise. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts in terms of the um, the ship combat, how it compares from Star Citizen to Elite? Sure. Well, first, I got a strong agree with Katie here about the FA off mode. Uh, in Elite, the FA off or on are clear, understood what's happening. And the rotational correction, I think, would be helpful. Like, the I still have a hard time when I fly decoupled in Star Citizen because I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm floating in some ways, but not other ways. It's like harder to conceptualize. Uh, but in terms of what we have right now, I love all of the destructible ships. The fact that I can blow off thrusters and that will change the way that ship now fights. They can blow off my thrusters or wings and that changes the way I fly now. Uh, I think the specificity of battle is so much greater in Star Citizen and I like that using different kind of missiles to lock on to different signatures, IR or uh, um, what, what's, the, what's the other one? EM? Yeah. However, the desync and some of the bugs we currently deal with in combat in Star Citizen make me like pure combat in Elite better right now. Just because I think there are less desync issues there. You'll still have rubber banding. Mm -hmm. You'll still have like a ship go like, whoa, now you're over there. Uh, but that happens way more in Star Citizen. So I look forward to them 
getting the details of combat better. Same thing with on foot. Like that's why you use the FS9 for everything. So you can just, yeah. just shoot a whole bunch because you don't know how many of those bullets are going to track or hit. <laughs> like, so I look forward to the future of them making all of that more reliable in a one-to-one PVP scenario. And I think the future is going to be good. Mechanic Man, your thoughts. Um, I don't know how much combat you do in Elite. Uh, I know you've done nothing in Star Citizen, so. <laughs> I've watched to... a lot of people play. I've watched a lot of people use their ships and have combat and things like that. But yeah, I mean, we've been kind of crapping on Elite a lot lately. But if there is one good thing that it does have, it, it's, it's, it's its flight model and combat model and things like that. So it does compete pretty well in that regard. Um, I actually had a really good point that I have now lost in my mind that I was going to make. But um there's really no way to if, if if we could kind of have that i think it was just talking about that rotational correction that rotational correction in star citizen you still need you know decouple the rotation from the flight assist off so you can have that full freedom of flotation but once you once you recorrect and try to you know stabilize yourself there probably behind the scenes does need to be a little bit of correction in the background just so you're not you know rotating at you know 0. 0.005 degrees per second or something like that there do you do need a little bit of cheating in the background but um things like that are there's huge differences in between in the ways that elite and star citizen handle those things but again because i don't have a lot of experience in the combat and the flight models and things like that i can't really say too much okay um I'll, even though this was, wasn't asked to me since i'm going to take the host prerogative and say um elite is the gold standard for combat in my opinion um, elite and and this has to do with the fact that elite invented the genre like mm. the power triangle was an invention by the by uh, the original frontier elite um almost all of the concepts of you know space fighter or space combat game was invented in the 1984 i think elite dangerous or elite uh frontier elite and every other game has copied it even wing commander uh, Chris Roberts has even said he grew up playing Frontier Elite. You know, he was, or he was, he'd played Frontier Elite. Yeah, he, he grew up playing Frontier Elite. Um, so it's, it is the gold standard. So it's hard to beat it. And based off of my experience with the next patch in PTU, it, I've heard more than a few people say, this feels like Elite. It's like, yeah, which is probably the right, the right move to try to make it more like Elite without making it a copy of Elite. You know, you still have your own unique ships and your own unique, unique behavior and weapons and that kind of thing. But, you know, the, the pacing needs to be more similar to Elite, in, in my experience, uh, just in general. Uh, all right. Uh, next question comes from... Lady Space Patrol, who asks... Now that you're getting in more into Star Citizen, what ships do you find most interesting? Are you planning on spending more uh, time uh, more on the game? Me uh, let's start with Mechanic Man. We'll move work way back again. Mechanic Man. Um, yeah, I, ships. That's as far as ships go, the, the, I don't have any specifics because I really haven't gotten into that yet. But the main thing about the ships is all the details for content creation. Just being able to go walk through the ships and not have to create and imagine that you're in a hallway. You're in a hallway. You're, you're working on modules. You're doing things like that. That is like the number one thing that drew me to Star Citizen now that I had the realization that I could go there. Is that content doesn't have to be a chore and a challenge to create. It's already there. So it's just finding it and 
coming up with a cool story and showcasing it in a cool way instead of trying to actually invent it as well. So I think that's where I love the ship's details is that there are details there and they're not just imaginary. So all the ship interiors, walking around, all the little details on the, the walls and the conduits and things like that, that's where, that's where Mechanic Man himself is going to shine. I feel like you're going to, to when, when Orison comes into the game in live, you're going to lose your mind. Um, I sure hope if that's, so. <laughs> if, that's your, if that's your thing, that is, that is like CIG read your mind and already made that in Orison. Ender, you played I Orison, need. right? And, Ender, you played Orison, right? You played in 314? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I, am I wrong about the details being insane in that? Oh, no. In that no, you're not wrong at all. Like the, the area where you kind of like get off the train or not, not train, it's not a train, it's a little flying shuttle. And then you uh, see those like very, um, how do I say this? Um, very Star Warsian style, like um, ladders you can climb down. And you're kind of on this ledge where you think you might fall off and lose an arm. Like, yeah, those are those are very cool. I know that there's going to be repair jobs mm -hmm. at Orison one day. Like, you're take a mission to fix scrubbers or actually do things like that, which is pretty sweet. I would do that all day long. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it did a great job with it. Like, some of the smoke floating around in the more industrial areas is truly, uh, truly cool. Uh, Ender, your thoughts on, um, you, you know, now that you're getting more ships, what, what ship do you find the most interesting? Oh, and yeah, I'm totally. Um, I think the first ship that made me go, whoa, uh, <laughs> holy ship, you will. <laughs> uh, the first time I did that uh, was the Apoa Cartual. The Apoa Cartual just, like, struck me in the face with, this is weird, this is nothing that Elite Dangerous has. Now, if you guys don't know, this is a ship that looks like a grasshopper that once you fly, you hit a button and it doo -doo 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 becomes a uh, starfish. You are Patrick Starfish the Bounty Hunter. It's got <laughs> two huge size four guns. That's it. Flies really fast. It gets hit once, pedals fall off, unflyable. Uh, but that's fun and interesting. So that was the first ship that grabbed me. And also the first ship that grabbed my predominantly elite dangerous audience back in, you know, September, October of last year. Cause they were like, Oh, there's nothing like that in the game that we know. And then I think now my favorite ship in the game is the uh, Hercules Starlifter, because uh, it is one of the largest ships in the game that has a really convenient, huge cargo bay where the front and back doors open, which allows me and the players in our org to do really cool events that, again, could never be done in Elite Dangerous. So just last week, we had 10 or 12 dragonflies, which are like, think of them as the space jet ski of, of uh, Star Citizen. Everyone flew the little space jet skis inside the Starlifter, and then they hopped off, they closed the doors, I fly into a battle, open the doors. We have our Battlestar Galactica style launch Vipers moment. And it's just really cool, engaging, unique, fun gameplay. And that ship allows that. Nice. Um, Katie, same question. Uh, now that you're getting more into Star Citizen, what ships are you finding most interesting? So the, the Cutlass Black is my ship. Like that is the ship that I totally identify with. I've got- Drake for life, baby. Oh. Sorry. Totally. I, am, 
I am I am a massive Drake and Anvil fan. I love the design and I love the aesthetic of them. But the black, the colors black is like my ship. And I've got I've got better quote unquote ships than that. Um, everything from um, fighters like the Super Hornet, um, Constellation, um, the Hammerhead. Um, Hawks Gaming bought us a uh, Karak, and we we get, I got some really really awesome like Star Trek vibes from that. We had the full crew on it and everything, and um, it it was like a whole different dimension to the game almost, where where it gave you a taste of what those those really big ships could be with a full crew. Um, but yeah, for me, um, when I'm doing when I'm when I'm not doing combat, I'm mostly flying the Cutlass just because I've fallen in love with it in a way that in a way that I've never fallen in love with a ship in Elite Dangerous. Actually, funny enough, um, for combat right now, it's the Vanguard Sentinel. Um, I love the EMP and um, it dishes out a lot of damage with that size five uh, hard point. Um, yeah, so so the, yeah, those are the ships that I'm currently uh, really really loving. Awesome. Um, chats are saying, Paul, tell them about launching dragonflies out of a cuddy that's re-entering atmosphere. Oh, the um, we used to do uh, bronco busting um, um, dragonflies when when dragonfly first came in Enterprise. We would we would take we would put in we would get into a, a dragonfly. We would get just into into atmosphere, like just as the as the as the gravity would take over. We'd fly the um, the. Uh, the dragonfly out of the the back of a cutlass and just hold on because it doesn't activate until you get closer to the ground. So the ship would just flip and spin in atmosphere as it's going towards the ground, and whoever managed to not die when it hit the ground went one. Oh, uh, awesome! <laughs> That's great. Uh, sorry. Um, all right, cool. Uh, now, here's a question for all of you. Let's we'll start with Katie and move back back away for this one because this was the second part. Are you planning on spending more on the game? Yes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I've already, you know, spent little bits on cosmetics, things like that. Um, Do you mean time or money? Uh, I think both. I think probably, well, there's a second second question that I assume about time. Oh, okay. so just saying, think sorry. About money I'm sorry, now. Katie. Go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have, I mean, I, I, I spent, when I was playing Elite Dangerous, I spent significantly more on arcs for like cosmetics and stuff than I ever spent on the game and, and um, any expansions. Uh, I don't see a problem with, if you believe in a project, and you want to support it further and get some rewards for doing that. I don't see any problem with 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 putting money into it. I think, in fact, I think it's it's probably a good thing. Um, and there are some ships coming up that I I think oh yeah I I've got to have that. Um, the Crusader Ares, for example, I would love to have one of those. The space um, so, <laughs> totally exactly. Um, so yeah, if that if that becomes an option, totally yeah, I would, I put some money in. Awesome. Uh, Enterprise, I know this is this is a this is a silly question for you, but are you going to spend more on the game? Um, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I've already increased my time over the past you know eleven months from one day a week to two days a week to three days a week, and now I even play it four times a week sometimes. So the time has been going up, and I started with a regular old pledge, you know, forty five dollar pledge, got that Aurora, and. After about a month or two in the game, no, a month in the game, I was like, this is it. This is it. And then they released that Cuddy Black with the limited edition green paint job. And I went, oh, I must, I must purchase. So I bought the Goblin Green uh, limited edition Cuddy Black. And um, 
And then of course, it's easy to transfer credits around with your community. So like our org has a bunch of ships that were bought from people just like sending money to me to buy. So that's, that's in-game money, that's different. But I also have physical merch. Like I have a Crusader cup now. That was a gift from uh, Fuzzy Melons. Thanks, Fuzzy. But I have some other merch that I've bought from them. And I will continue because I really like the product and I want to support them. And like Katie said, over the past six years, I've spent so much money on cosmetics in Elite Dangerous. Like every single ship of my like 50 whatever ships has a custom paint job or a ship kit. Like, so. Yeah. Yes, the um, is yes. Uh, I, the one thing I would say, my one, my one critique of CAG with when it comes to physical merch is I feel like they would just print money if they just made t-shirts with the company logos on them. Angle oh, 100%. Aerospace, Drake, like the ones Drake we can get in-game? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ones we can oh, I game. agree, dude. You know, Crusader Industries, you know. Because uh, I would I would do horrible horrible things to get a Castac Arms T-shirt, which is the, the 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 company that makes a lot of the a lot of the ballistic or a lot of the energy weapons and a lot of the like the more piratey looking um, armors. They just mm. there's a uh, flyer. There's a oh, just because you said this, I got to mention yeah. it. There is a flyer for a punk rock band that's all over. I think Lorville. I forget what they're yeah. called. Maybe someone in chat knows what I'm talking about. Oh, I know they're called that. like Los Muertos or something. Yeah. I want that shirt because you can see I'm wearing my standard black and white punk rock shirts. Like these are all my shirts, basically. I would love that shirt. I cut the sleeves off right away, obviously, but I would wear it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually looking it up right here because there's actually two. There's the like Los Muertos, and then there's another one. Um, which I was has... back to the details yeah. when I noticed there was. I was like chat. There's punk rock in this universe. Proof. Look at this. And I like mm -hmm. showed those flyers. Um, it's like it's like a Ramones copy. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the the leads, the leads, L E E D S. Yeah. The leads oh. is another one. Yeah, I think. Um, so, so someone in 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 chat can help us out with that one. But yeah, nice. Uh, mechanic man, uh, are you going to be spending more in the game? I want those socks still. I wasn't kidding about that. I want those. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely, the the reason the same the same reason I do it in Elite. The reason I when I first started playing the game and I was doing content creation back then too, I was like, I gotta grind for this Anaconda because I want to make a video in an Anaconda, or I gotta grind for a Corvette. So I I need scenery. So I'm gonna definitely be purchasing things just for for content creation. Even so, I'm definitely going to be purchasing more. And I would love to see like a. I would love to see CIG endeavor to any any piece of merch you can buy in the game, you should be able to buy in real life. That would be so cool. It's like, oh, I see this yeah. cool hat that I'm going to wear. I'm going to go online and also buy it in real life so my character can have it and I can have it. So it's like a one-to-one -one match of merch in the game to merch in real life would be amazing. Uh, Warlock got it right. It's the Gutter Wash is the name yes. of, the, of the punk band. Yeah. That's a punk name too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, Sailor67 asks, this is for all of you. We'll start with Katie, move away that way. Uh, what are your thoughts on the player community? What is your experience with the player community so far, Katie? It, um, unbelievably positive, like extremely positive. I have been, honestly, like so much of what I know about the game has come from people posting really friendly advice in the comments of my videos or offering to take me to do certain things. Like like I had a guide to take me mining. I've had a guide to take me around various places in, in the verse and kind of show me 
um, specific locations, specific landmarks. Um, extremely welcoming, extremely positive, um, which is refreshing. It was, I've, 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 I was very, very warmly welcomed into the verse. Uh, Enterprise, your experience with the community so far? Uh, I would say that both the elite and the star citizen communities are incredibly welcoming and fun groups of people. Like they both love these very niche, unique games that are out there. And I would say the only difference that I've seen is that I think the star citizen audience is more forgiving about things because well, for one, they know that they're backing an alpha product. So they're more forgiving with like small bugs and things. And I also find that the star citizen audience is a little bit even more tech savvy than the elite audience. They're both pretty tech savvy groups, but I find that back to our whole, it's a beta thing. Oh, I'm sorry, it's an alpha game. You have to know how to go into your files and clear your shaders and whatnot. Like I find that almost everyone that plays Star Citizen knows how to get through a file manager and mm. not everyone that plays Elite knows how to do that. Uh, I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. I, I mean, this, this is a serious problem that both, both games have, which is the HUD issue. But like, I know that like the only way, at least last time I played with Elite, the only way you could get a HUD to be a different color was to go in and physically change a value. It still in. is. Yeah, it still okay. is. Yeah, it still is. That's still the so. only way. So both communities are amazing and I have nothing but great things to say about each of them. Okay. Mechanic. Your thoughts completely agree. Both, both, both groups of people are amazingly welcoming. I was expecting a little bit like, oh, you're coming over from that other game, huh? But no, everybody's been super welcoming. Um, super nice so far. Um, Lead Dangerous is the same way. You've, you've, got, you've got your forum dads in every, in every community. Everybody's mm -hmm. going to complain about something. But I mean, you, you kind of need some of that. Sometimes it can get a little bit toxic. But I mean, even Elite Dangerous's gankers are usually pretty nice for the majority of them. Once in a while, you'll run into the really jerky ones. But you know, you'll get killed 12 times over. But then that same ganker is going to come up and, hey, you know what? Let's rebuild your ship. I'm going to show you how to outfit this so you can fight against me a little bit better next time. So everybody's super... Super nice in both games, and I've had no trouble. And uh, yeah. I think everybody's great. Harry, Harry Potter is a Star Citizen player as well. He's he's hung out. I did not know that. I, yeah. I didn't know he came over. We we the used to fight. I we... saw a player bounty for him. I freaked out. Took it right ah. away. Oh, we 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 rumble with Harry Potter a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moist That's Moist awesome. Noodle, who's another streamer, likes to likes to likes to to to, to cross swords with him. Um, uh, in, in the past, uh, who is it? Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of elite PVPers have played in Star Citizen and vice versa. There's a lot of PVP community in Star Citizen who are the PVP community of elite that that have kind of bounced between the both of the games a lot. So, uh, you kind of you kind of need both of those things, I think, in the community. Yeah. You need the people who are like, I love this game. It's got its faults, but it's going to get better later on. But you, you once in a while, you need that angry Latvian to yell at you about your problem, problems too once in a while. So you, you kind of <laughs> need both sides to tell you what's going on. So it, it's oh, good that we have that. I was going to say, um, that reminded me, the whole like, you know, here, here's how you fix this um, is... Um, why am I blanking on his name? Drew. Uh, space Drew Wager. Who? Do you mean Drew Wager? Because he did one recently. A uh, oh. really great video on how to fix the leak. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, no, I was, I was thinking more about when, when Mechanic, you were mentioning, like, like they would say, say, you know, say, hey, this is how you build your ship better to, to fight against, ah. uh, against stuff. Okay. There's someone <laughs> like that in Star Citizen, Space Cutlet, who is a pirate. Like, in-game, he plays pirate. 
and he after after a certain while he will you know if you talk with him and it's like like hey what am i doing wrong are you just talking about it at all he'll be like this is how you fix this this is how you get it and you can even like he'll te- he'll, yeah. he'll spar with you to get you better be like, exactly is, we don't we don't have a lot of those people who play to make the player angry they have their yeah. agenda to kill players in the game but they're not trying to get the person behind the screen angry they're they're playing to play and help uh subliminal too yeah i didn't know subliminal was a pirate that's good to know that wild vulpes uh all right next question comes from um suicato suicato i think he's one of your regulars i recognize the name from that i think uh enterprise um who asks uh who what introduced what first introduced you to sci-fi games like elite and star citizen we'll start with enterprise and mechanic and go with 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 kb oh sure uh i would say that one of the first space games i ever remember really liking is an nes game uh it's called nasa space shuttle project i believe and it, it's it's a it was a pretty cool weird game that was actually made for uh nasa kids space camp that is very realistic in terms of how spaceships work it's it's only like quick time events you're just like clicking buttons but you're watching like the ship pitch up and then like detach the the tank and, and like all these very detailed aspects of a real space flight that when i was a kid i was like that sounds cool and then the first time i played the star wars arcade sit down cabinet we're talking about the uh vector graphics wireframe one from the 80s uh, i was like with that really heavy metal yoke anyone's ever played one of these physical cabinets like that was a pretty immersive moment for me being like oh wow i'm like a space fighter dude now and then fast forward after i was done with a lot of my touring and um music aspects of my life i built a gaming pc and started playing elite dangerous and then that was it i was i was like 2015. gosh it was don't nah, I'm, I'm feeling old now <laughs> yeah i'm thinking about that's oh, 2021 now I, I remember the, those days when elite first launched uh 2015 uh, that was like six weeks ago right yeah right <laughs> uh mechanic or how about you um what, what did you to sci-fi games I got started with the actual original Elite, the 84 Elite, but I didn't get into it until probably the early 90s on the Commodore 64. So if the early 90s, I was probably about 10-ish years old or so, and it was still a little bit over my head. It was complicated for a 10-year-old. So I played it a little bit, um, wasn't hugely, hugely into it. And then when the Kickstarter came around later on again in 2014, um, I did like, oh my God, I remember that. Mainly it was, you know, of course, the the HUD that brings back all the memories. Like, of course I remember the HUD. and that kind of got me back into it. 2013, 2014, I had just had my first son though. So I couldn't get involved quite that quickly because I was mm-hmm. awake every two hours, every six minutes, <laughs> waking up for him. But uh, probably in 2016, early 2016, then I got uh, involved with Elite Dangerous and decided like, hey, this is a lot of fun, but I think I can create some content here. I would love to, you know, I, I did Elite Feet before Elite Feet was a thing. I'm like, I could, I could be walking around the ship and doing repairs and showcase all this cool stuff. I wanted to not just record a video that was like, hey, look, you can get behind the cockpit and look at all this cool stuff. I wanted to, you know, make it interesting. So look at this. I'll be repairing the ship and do all this type of thing and show it off. And then I got into Star Citizen and I was getting into other sci-fi type games and it just blossomed from there. Nice. Katie, what got you into sci-fi and space games? Um, For me, it was the original Quake and then Quake was, so the original Quake was where it started um, because I've always been a a computer nerd Um, and I was a teenager when I was released and um, Quake 2 then was amazing 
like in terms of graphical improvements and the half-life was the one that really like really cemented it for me the original half-life because that was an experience like no other at the time and it was it was just so immersive and the story was so good and so well presented um and that's where it, yeah where it all kicks off for me yeah, Paul, if you want to get into what started us into PC gaming, that's a whole other story. You don't want to feel yeah. old anymore. I played in the 90s on the Dwango BBS. Oh, where you man. dial up modem to play games. I would play Ultimate Doom and Quake and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, so, I, I, Dwango I sleep... 847, anybody? Dwango 847 <laughs> BBS. I, 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 was, um, I played PC games, but I never played online games until the, the early 2000s. So I was, I was one of the early adopters, but I was much younger than I think y'all were <laughs> in the 90s. Um, uh, all right. Uh, next question comes from Covery Fire, who asks, how has uh, instancing in Star Citizen changed your group gameplay? Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Mechanic Man, on this. I guess what's... Well, I haven't been in that involved with it yet, actually, so I've just been watching other people. That's more of an Enterprise question, I would say. Okay, Enterprise? Yeah, I mean, Covery Fire is, is uh, one of the homies in our, yeah. our group. We play together all the time. And the, the, I spoke about this in the last video. You guys have to go back. You on YouTube, go back and watch the other one. Exactly. There um, we go. But that's called a callback, kids. All right. So um, what I really like about Star Citizen is that if you want to play the game with friends, you just go, hey, okay, open up my friends list. And you go, I want to play with you, 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 not you, 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 <laughs> you. And then boom, they're all in a list on your main screen. And then one person's a leader. And then you just hit the button and you're all in the game together. In Elite Dangerous, we have to go through a painstaking system that I like that Katie called it anchoring. Is that what you called it, Katie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anchoring. It's the same thing that we did. It's just a different, I never had a, a good name for it. It's pretty good. Where you literally just go to a place and then invite people into your group of four and then close it down and invite four more, close it down, four more, rinse, repeat, and then pray that the instancing gods allow that many players. I've actually had moments where I couldn't get someone because of where they live in the world. Like, who was it? Was I playing with down-to-earth astronomy? We couldn't, or Yamex, one of them. Like, literally, the game would not allow them to play the game with me. So I'm, like, live on the air. Me and another big creator in that game's universe could not play the game together. It took, we had to give up. We literally gave up and just, we played alone with the two of us, not with the 20 other people in our group. <laughs> like, so the fact that we can queue up all together at the main screen of Star Citizen is wonderful now. And I think it's going to get even more and more wonderful as the server cap, if you will, grows. Awesome. Uh, Katie. Your, your, your thoughts on instancing, how, is, how, how has instancing Star Citizen changed your group gameplay? I would have to just echo what, what Enterprise said in that, it, that the fact you can set up your party at the, at the main menu and then hit join and you all, you, all, you all jump in into the same server together or a new server is created, it eliminates that really awkward setup time you have in Elite. Like you've got to, in Elite, as, as Enterprise was, was mentioning there, you've got to get everyone together and get them to the same system and then do this weird shuffle with the wings to get everyone into an instance together, which can go wrong at any moment. You can have disconnections or you just can't get someone in. You need to sacrifice um, a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Star Citizen's approach just simplifies the whole process. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next question. Over 
Over Zed asks, how much can you customize your ship in Star Citizen versus Elite? I'll give I a have that little... question. <laughs> go ahead, mechanic. No, I, I have the same question. It's a question. <laughs> I'll, I'll go over it in a little bit because I, I, I'll go with my basic perspective of both the games and I'll let you all kind of go over this as well. Um, Elite has similar customization and I think it has a little bit deeper customization than Star Citizen currently because of the nature of um, the game itself. Because, like, I believe all of the actual components are physicalized in locations for Elite, but they don't have any internal, like, Star Citizen has internal, like, like this is the, the bay where you keep the component, and this bay has to open up, and you have to be able to take it out and put it back in. It's more just, this is where it is, so the area around the component isn't um, rendered. So if the component is a little wonky in terms of size, it's okay. They just have to make the bay big enough so that when it pops out during your customization screen, it doesn't look yeah. like it's oversized. So they have a little bit of a wiggle room to play with that. So they have a little bit more customization options with that. Um, whereas Star Citizen, since everything is rendered, everything has to fit like a like a like all shield emitters have to be the same shape. The shape. They can't be different shapes. They can't be different. Like they're just different colors. And maybe a little bit different in terms of their aesthetics because they have to fit into shield emitter uh, slots in the game that you can open up the cabinets and like, oh, that's the shield emitter for future to be able to pull it out and tinker with it and repair it and such and put it back in. So um, I would say that Elite has more options right now, whereas Star Citizen is is on the cusp of adding more options as the... Because Star Citizen ship stuff aren't done yet. Just Elite has the advantage that it's done. It's a game that's finished. <laughs> Whereas Star Citizen <laughs> still has probably multiple years left before all of the ship's aspects are completely finalized in terms of damage um, models, internal components, all that sort of thing. So it's a little hard to do that. Um, what are your thoughts, Katie? And, I and have Christ? something. Go so, ahead. Go ahead, Katie. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll let Katie go. Yeah, Katie. Um, I think, yeah, I, I would have to agree that, I mean, in the level of customization in terms of effect in Elite Dangerous is substantial because of engineering and experimental effects. You can totally radically change what a weapon does, for example, or how a ship behaves. Um, a good example is, is in the AX domain because the, the key to killing Thargoids is keeping your ship cold at all times. They have a hard time detecting you. If your ship is very very cold and there's one of the effects you can give to beam beam lasers is that they um they act as like like they're, they're ejecting if you will the, the ship's heat so that it, it cools the ship down as you're hitting a target um in terms of visual customization yeah there's, there, there are options there. there's ship kits there's uh there's you know different skins and stuff um i'm really looking forward to seeing though what cig do with the customization of of star citizen ships and when you, you mentioned that elite dangerous is a game that's finished yeah in in more ways than one i think yeah ouch <laughs> Oof. I, I mean this is this oh, i'm gonna say this this shots is fired <laughs> this is this is me from a perspective of somebody who's not in in heavy into the elite community so i i i feel like there will be a few people maybe you katie maybe 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 mechanic maybe more more than a few but there'll be plenty of people who just say, I'm done with Elite. I'm, I'm done with FDEVs, BS. I'm, I'm tired of this kind of thing. I'm just going to move on to another game like Star Citizen and be done. And I'm never looking back. But I do feel like there might be more than a few people who 
are using Star Citizen as a nice escape. Nice, like, for instance, Obsidian Ant. Love the dude, does really good content. He's starting to do more Star Citizen content, but he's always done a little bit of Star Citizen content. But he's, like, right. done, like, maybe once or twice a year. Now he might do a little bit more, but I feel like he'll come back to Elite once they fix some of the issues. So, I, I maybe, maybe, but that's me, and this is actually a question I have for you guys. This is, because this has come up a lot. I've heard so many people say, oh, yeah, Elite's dead. Now, no. I, that's the question I have from 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 perspective because I'm so out of out of the loop. Is this Star Citizen trolls coming like har 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 elite dead elite's dead, or is this <laughs> like an actual feeling from the elite community about that that like just lamenting? Well, I, I have some thoughts on this. Okay, that I'd love to uh, share. the The term like "is a game dead" can mean a lot of things mm -hmm. because when I hear is a game dead? I think about it from the uh, broadcaster, the Twitch, the YouTube standpoint, right? Because there's a lot of games out there with big communities that love that game that are not represented on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Don't get many views there. So, of course, anyone like myself who is, uh, you know, attempting to make their uh, rent money and bill money based on having fun with you online playing video games, once a game starts having less and less eyeballs on it, my meter goes, oh, okay, maybe we, maybe we should do something different. Like, like mm -hmm. that's the way I think about a game being dead. But I realize the general audience doesn't think of it that way. It's different. Now, Elite Dangerous views have been going down dramatically, right, for a long time, quite a few months now. And, but even if we go back in time, Star Citizen has always had more views. The only difference was when Odyssey first dropped. I'm talking about Twitch views. So a lot of the creators out there know this. That's why so many YouTubers, I mean, Katie, you're making content. I'm, I'm pretty sure that one of your reasons for making Star Citizen content was because there was less eyeballs on your elite content. Can, can I ask you that question? No, I mean, I've noticed a massive um, increase in viewers since I started some content, but I never really, I wasn't really making it for that reason. I, I, okay. I like this, I, I, I feel almost compelled to tell stories. And I like doing it through that medium, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my, my Elite Dangerous content would occasionally get spikes in like, you know, high views, but it was never, it was never really massively viewed apart from things like tutorials and ship reviews and things like that um so that 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 we can, i think we you know we could we could go into the my motivations for for changing to star citizen sure. uh, if you want but um for me it was um so odyssey release and a lot for a lot of people it is the bugs with odyssey for that's mm -hmm. a, that's a lot of people's reason for me it was um odyssey is kind of was, was kind of like a barometer for me as to what direction Frontier wanted to go forward with the game and an opportunity for them to realize that the grind mechanics that they were relying on so much were, were, were not fun, were a bad idea. And what I see with Odyssey is just a doubling down of that because the almost the entire content of Odyssey is grinding for weapon upgrades and suit upgrades and things like that. And I, I've, I, I'm just tired of the grind. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to go out gathering materials all the time and trading things and just just to build up equipment i'm that and that's that was it for me that was what, what made me decide to try star citizen try other games 
was I was just tired of the grind. And I can't see Frontier ever moving away from that from that paradigm. I can't see them ever deciding to go with a more sandbox approach or a more accessible approach to their content. Okay. Yeah, um, totally. Uh, mechanic, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think uh, that Elite Dangerous is the quote is a quote unquote dead game now? Absolutely not. I don't think it's completely dead at all. I mean, nobody wants the game to die. I don't think anybody on yeah. Star Citizen or Elite wants the game to die. It's going to hurt everybody all around. But you, I mean, it, they do definitely have their ups and downs to be as nice to be able to put it as possible. But I mean, something I was talking about with Enterprise earlier was that, you know, everybody, eyeballs are going down on Elite Dangerous everywhere. You've got your diehard Elite Dangerous streamers. And if you notice all the Elite Dangerous streamers, you can look at every single one. Every single Elite Dangerous streamer has branched out to a new game within the last month or two. And that should tell you something right there. Because um, they need to. Like, they have no choice. They yeah, absolutely have no choice. When your job is yeah. based around that kind of content, you're going to make different choices for that. Would you know? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. That, yeah. That Go that's on. kind of like your canary in the in the in the coal mine. That that that's what you have to watch out for. I don't absolutely don't think it's dead. Um, again, it's kind of a recurring thing with Elite, but it has so much potential that needs to be acted on to bring it out and make it successful. But it's it's all still there. Nothing has changed. We've got just as many great potential mechanics and new things that have been added with Odyssey that just, again, need to be expanded upon to make it wonderful and exciting and fun. It just needs to be done. And I hope this is a wake-up call for them to realize that, hey, we can't keep adding little things and then dropping them and going away. Let's do a whole pass and expand upon every single system we have, be it PowerPlay, be it CQC, be it Odyssey, be it on foot, be it in ships, every single thing. Expand on what you have You've got a great base. You did it in a different way that CIG would have done, but you still have it and you can still expand on it. It needs to be done though. Okay. Yeah. Um, to, to add on to that, like as like I backed Elite, I backed Elite Dangerous for $250. So whenever when someone's like, oh, you hate Elite, whenever I I because I, I, I never I usually try to be neutral about that. Whenever I say something like I really don't like Elite for this reason, like my big reason is. I'm a story guy and they have this big, as I said earlier, it's a big story and they just don't use it. And it's just like, ah, brain. I want to feel like I'm in a universe that matters. And this, uh, even, even a tiny drop in a massive ocean to feel like that would be great to just feel small in a universe is just, is that's one of those experiences, especially with elite being so big. It's like, that's its scope. It's so huge. It's like, I am nothing. I'm a water drop in, in, in the Atlantic ocean. And that's fun. But you don't feel like that in the story. You don't feel like there's this these gargantuan, like almost um, Lovecraftian entities in terms of like these big these big uh, empires and the Thargoids who are just crushing everything in their their sight. And you're just tiny. It just doesn't feel like that. But my point being, I'm also a space gamer. I spent two hundred fifty dollars on 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 Leap because I want it to succeed because I want more games. I want Starfield to succeed. I want all these things because I want more people to play space games. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, Katie, you were gonna say something? Uh, I was just gonna say, I should I should probably um, just clarify something as well. I, I also, like, I would love it if FDEV would, if FDEV suddenly listened to to the feedback they were getting and said, okay, we're gonna make these these changes. Um, because, but like I said about the flight model, and I've, I mean, I've had, four or five thousand hours in the I've had my money's worth out of it, no question. Um I'm coming at this from someone who's <laughs> who's played it enough to kind of get frustrated with some of the mechanics mm -hmm. essentially. 
Um, I would love Elite to succeed as well. I would love the changes to come in because the, the Thargoid combat, for example, some of the best gameplay I've ever had in any game ever, hands down. You know, if, if that was more accessible and you didn't have to grind out materials for ammo and things like that all the time, I would be. I would still be playing it right now. You know, mm. it's it's a frustration with the grind has stopped me playing, and and I I do hope they can turn it around. I can't knowing FDev and during my time playing the game, how they have responded and how they, the changes that they bring in. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe that they will, which is sad. But but I would love it if they did. Yeah. Um. I, I would I will echo that as well. It's one of the reasons why I stopped playing Elite for a long time is just because just the grind. A little about me for those who, who who watch this regularly even probably don't even know this. I got in in like the second week or third week of WoW when it first came out, and I had no idea what WoW was. I'd never played an MMO before, so it was my first MMO, and I was I was no idea what I was doing. But I I kind of played it a little bit. I played RPGs in the past, so I always enjoyed it, and I always loved the Warcraft universe. But when I finally was talking to people in the community and I was like level 25 and they said, yeah, yeah, it's going to take you um, 10 uh, as long to get to level 25 as it took you to get to level 25 as it'll take you from getting from level 25 to level 35. I just like, nope, I don't have months and months and months of time to do this. I've got other things I want to do. And so like I am anti-grind in many ways. I don't mind playing the game if it's fun and I'm, I'm achieving goals, but I'm very much a, I'm not going to play a game if I feel like it's a chore and like I have to do it to have fun. And uh, that's, that's one of my problems with, with, with engineers. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm relating with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm remembering months and months ago when Odyssey was a twinkle in our eye, we knew nothing about it. Part of my Elite Dangerous content cycle was literally, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do today on stream. So, hey everybody, let's design a really stupid ship on Corollius, and then let's grind for all the materials and let's engineer the full ship. And that was an eight hour stream right there. Building <laughs> the, what, what, what do we call it? I mean, I built so many of them. There was the ASP kicker. It was a, a PVP ASP with short range plasmas. Uh, there was a beluga with all like fixed four shell cannons. Uh, like we, we would just do that as the content, but the majority of the show was just flying around doing menial tasks over and over again. And chat was the reason I could do it. Like I would never do that shit on my own. Like I would not have the eight hour grind focus, but chat was there and we're talking about music and we're talking about drums and like mm -hmm. movies and shows and then every now and then the game right <laughs> but that was kind of an example of what we had to do when they were giving us no new content as streamers i'm not the only one that's been doing this we wanted like, to succeed yeah oh, i would say we have to i yeah. would say every single person on this panel has done has had to make their own content with elite um but as someone who has done that with star citizen i understand yeah we do it with that <laughs> game as well yeah. I'm just saying the grind became the content. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is a speaking of, of this as well. Um, Danger Vince asks, given the upcoming Nine Tails lockdown, are you willing to trash your reputation with either Crusader or Nine Tails to get one of the armor sets? Um, I'll start with with uh, well, let's start with you, Enterprise. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I want it. 
Give me all the unique armor sets. Give them to me. Uh, I will. I'll double cross anybody. <laughs> get some cool looking swag. Uh, it was Katie and Mechanic. Do you, you you know what the upcoming event is, right? Or you've heard of it? I've heard of the event, but that's pretty much all I know. Likewise, yeah, I, I have none of the details. I'm totally uh, un, uninformed. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the basic gist. Um, the weekly um, the community events that, that FDEV used to do, CIG is sort of modeling some stuff similar to that, but it's in-universe and has in-universe consequences. So, for instance, the Ninetales lockdown, there's a gang in Stanton called the Ninetales, they are the biggest gang in Stanton. They're kind of a pirate slash outlaw gang. They run, they run, uh, they smuggle, you know, all over the, the system. They, they do, they do lots of like hit squads and stuff like they do lots of, of not so good things. And the, the game plays essentially the nine tails are locking down a station that the, that the local security crusader security from the company crusader is trying to break it up. So you as a player get to choose to back either Crusader or the Ninetales, and you have to battle it out for these uh, for, for whoever will win this event. And whoever wins the event has consequences down the line. And they'll they'll be doing these week, uh, every weekend, uh, not every weekend, but week on weekends throughout the entirety of the next patch cycle. So I was going to say uh, that sounds a lot like Elite's community events. That's yeah, really cool. I yeah, bring that up too. So. Um, uh, what, what what would you be interested in participating in them uh, yes. in the future? Yes. Okay. I, I am. I would back Crusader just because, despite having been to prison six times already <laughs> and having a caterpillar full of drugs that I can't seem to sell now, um, I I like to think of myself as being on the right side of the law. That that entire sentence is amazing, and it's so Star Citizen. <laughs> listen, listen. I have an entire caterpillar filled with ton, literally tons of drugs, and I've been to jail six times, but I'm an upstanding citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanic, what do you think? I, absolutely. I, I, kind of what Enterprise said. I, I'll cross whoever I have to to get the cool loot. Um, Something in, in Elite is that, I mean, kind of one of the downsides and one of the upsides with Elite is that those types of things don't really have any long-term consequences. So you can double cross whoever you want, get the cool stuff, and then work your reputation back up with that other faction. So if it's like permanent reputation damage, I think that's actually kind of cooler. You really have to think before you make that decision. That would be neat. Uh, so well, nothing's permanent yet. That's the yeah. thing. Well, yeah, you've got alpha it, stuff. but this, this, this is one of those things where the way that they're designing this is these events are designed to be triggered randomly based off of player activity. So um, mm -hmm. this is just one of the models that they have. So one of the types of events that can happen. And so right now, this type of event is just running frequently because, you know, they're criminals. They, they're doing nefarious stuff. So they're going to, you know, blockade this, this station for some reason. Hmm. And they'll, uh, they haven't said exactly what the, what the triggers will be in the future, but the idea would be that they're going to have a stable of these events that would run based off of player player instances. So like in the future, yeah, you won't even, you may not even be able to participate in this if you don't have the right reputation with either standing group. But um, if you participate with one group, you may lose your reputation. Right now it's just, are you a criminal? Cool, come join the Nine Tails. Are you not a criminal? Cool, come help the Crusader, Crusader security. So... 
Um, all right. Next question comes from Lady Space Patrol, specifically for you, Enterprise. Enterprise, as a musician, will you play a concert on my 600i yacht someday? Uh, I mean, yes. Like, part of a big part of my content is the fact that when I'm in a long quantum jump, I can put the external camera on, run over to my drums or my keyboards, and play a song and have fun showing that side of me and my, you know, me in the way that I play the game and then go back to the ship, right? So one day for me to be able to do that on other people's ships, I think it'd be really cool. Now, what I mean by that is that currently I could walk onto anyone's ship and then just like, you know, go do that. But I think you mean like in the future when yeah. there's things inside the ships, like there is a ship, Paul's going to know the name of it, with the piano one day. What, what ship is that, Paul? The Phoenix. Yeah. I really, really hope that when the Phoenix is in game and the piano is in game, that it will have MIDI. I was just going to say that. That would be so cool, the MIDI. MIDI means it's like the, think of it as ASCII, the way your computer keyboard tells your computer to to hit Z or D or whatever. Well, MIDI is that for piano notes. So I want to be able to sit down as my commander in game and on the piano behind me, play piano with my avatar in game, matching the fingers. I mean, that's going to be totally insane awesome i hope that's a reality one day the uh, you know super super smoky jazz bar you know uh man man in coat playing piano or guitar yeah i mean i i would actually like that because almost every mmo modern mmo since or since the last 10 years or so that i've uh, seen especially you know the player perspective mmos uh have some sort of musical systems like Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, uh, I remember playing Lord of the Rings Online. They had that where you could like program in MIDI, so you could program in songs, and so that when you you'd hit run a script when you pulled out the uh, the the lute, and it would play like back in black. Uh, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I so, mean, like, I'm ready. I'm so yeah. excited and so ready for it. Like right right now, it's hooked up for you. Yeah. You know, like it's, nice. it's ready to go. It's ready to go right now. Give me that tech. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Iron Dragoon asks, considering both games were kickstarted, coming from Elite, what's your impression on the development and progress of speed of Star Citizen? I think, okay, well, yeah. On development, your 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 question, uh, the question is, is, what is your impression of the development and uh, progress and speed of Star Citizen with your perspective on Elite? Mechanic Man, what are your thoughts? I think I kind of covered that earlier a little bit. Um, they kind of went in different directions with the way they started that. You know, Elite kind of did it from the top down and Star Citizen's doing it from the bottom up. Star Citizen's designing all the base technology so you can have all kinds of cool options later, whereas Elite is trying to design it from the beginning uh, to just be playable as quickly as possible and all those little techno technological details be damned because we've got the product out already, so we're done with it. Um, like I said, they both have positives and minuses, but um, I think as far as speed goes, I mean, Elite, Frontier can be fast when they want to be. Mm -hmm. um, when something needs to get out, they can get it out if, if, it's, if it serves them a purpose. Um, Star Citizen has been, as far as I've seen so far, has been, you know, people always say, oh, it's being developed so slow, but there's a lot of things to develop. So I don't really see that as being that slow. They're getting stuff out all the time. They just have such a scope to hit. So, I mean... I think they handle it in different ways, but I think they're doing it to their design ideals 
in the way that I think I think they're succeeding in that. I don't think Frontier is succeeding in the gameplay side, but as far as development goes, they're succeeding in the way they're trying to do it, at least. Is that the right way? I don't know, but they're succeeding. Katie, what are your thoughts? Um, so, again, because I'm so, so new to Star Citizen, I can only make what I, what I would consider uh, assumptions about the development. And what, I, what, I, what it seems like to me, at least, um, is that it's taken a long time because the underlying tech took a long time to develop. And I think that as that tech is now, a lot of it is in place, I think that we'll probably see accelerating progress now at this point. We've seen that already. Um, with Frontier, uh, as we as we mentioned earlier on, um, you see a, a kind of, we'll get the minimum viable product out and work on it later where applicable. Um, so they're two different approaches. And I think that, is, I think it's kind of like a tortoise and a hare type situation where we really got off to a really strong early start. But now that Star Citizen is really coming into its own, it's just gonna it's just gonna pull further and further ahead. Okay, uh, Enterprise, your thoughts? I would say that fundamentally they are very different development plans. We've talked about that. One is building only one game, and one is building a couple games. Um, but in the 10 months that I have been playing Star Citizen, I have seen that game change a lot more than Elite has changed in that 10-month time frame. Now, I'm not talking about, like, Odyssey releasing, because that's something they've been working on for many, many years. I'm saying, like, in 10 months of, like, this game to that game, because Star Citizen gives you small things every few months, you feel uh, changes. You're like, oh, a new ship. Oh, awesome. Oh, a new HUD indicator. Oh, cool. Wait, I can see where my ship is now? I don't have to ask chat what hangar bay I'm going to? That was game-changing. Um, where Elite has, they work on things for so long, and we have no idea what they're doing for such a long time. I think the gradual nature that we get things from cig is more enjoyable at least for me okay yeah um, i think that that openness is key i mean mm -hmm. we're frontier to be more open about these problems that we're seeing now had they been more open in the beginning we could have said hey you guys are making a huge mistake uh change direction before you crash the ship yeah and now it's like we're okay the ship is crashed we're still waiting on a different kind of terrestrial vehicle the SRV yeah. Scarab is the only ground vehicle in that game. And the SRV Scarab came out in what? 2016? 2016. Yeah, 2016. Like, okay. why do you need to purchase the... It's like when you buy the, the bay. Like, you go in and you're like, hey, I want the SRV bay. Click. And then you're like, oh, I have to put the SRV in it. <laughs> Click. Why do I have to take six clicks to put the only vehicle that could possibly go in that thing? <laughs> yeah. That that summarizes my entire issue with Elite right now. Like I said, I'm still an Elite fan, but the development of the actual code is solid. The game itself is solid. The graphics are solid. The sound is solid. The people who are making the game development decisions, there's an issue. That's where Elite has its issue. Katie's laugh was was like all the truth <laughs> she knows. I needed. Oh, like, so it was so you're like, so right. Like it's a one option thing. So that, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I know there's plenty of Star Citizen pilots who are also who would also be like, I'd love to be able to click and put something in my ship. 
now I have to like pull out the tank and then find a way to load it into the. To, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a stuff. whole other can of worms. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till CIG makes that easier. Yes. Like that uh, alone, putting like one vehicle in your 890 jump is like 50 minutes of stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a story to it. Like a good yeah. example, a good example of, of um, kind of the craziness that I've never really experienced in elite, but I've experienced in star citizen was trying to do a group gameplay and someone was meeting us and some idiot ran into one of our, our, our teammates who was flying in a, um, in a, in a, uh, in a Hercules and got a crime stat. So um, what then became an adventure of trying to get his crime stat down to play the game was a four hour stream that ended with us de deploying multiple tanks um, in into the prison um, of, uh, you know, the, the, the prison on uh, in Hurston Kleischer. and Kleischer, oh. Kleischer and, and attacking the prison with tanks, blowing up all of the, uh, the, the 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 turrets while i declared that i was starting a revolution to overthrow the hurstons like um what started as a yeah. mere accident ended in a violent political revolution that's that's just that's the kind of experience i've had in star citizen that that's and that happens all the time in that game yes because you okay. never know what's going to happen it's just because we decided to go nuts with it because it took us so long to be able to get the, 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 the floating the a tank in orbit and blowing up a ship with it enterprise yes. yeah. i mean yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right uh, let's go with Wesh Cub, who asks, what's your favorite location in Star Citizen so far? Katie? Um, Dema, if I'm honest. I love the, 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 the atmosphere. I've, I've been to a lot of places last specific locations. New Babbage, absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I like Lawville for its kind of Judge Dredd-esque megacity vibes, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like rundown. Um, obviously, Area 18, all of the major cities, really. But Daymar, when you see um, when you see Crusader up in the sky, and you got the desert all around you, and you come across a crash or something, absolutely incredible. Love it. Um, have you seen Have you seen the the javelin crash site? I have no, I've not yet. I, I've okay. been meaning to for a while. I need to get someone to take me out there and see it because I, I'm told it's fantastic. Yes, and and they're actually doing a complete landing zone in the near future. They've they've worked oh. on that and showed that off. So, Paul, are you, are you talking about the uh, like testing ground? Yeah, around use, yeah, that the, looks the one, so cool. The one they used to uh, to to like train the um, the, the, the new Canadian studio. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, how about you, Enterprise? Favorite favorite sure. prison game? Uh, I think I have a lot of a lot of locations I like in the game. But for a pure, like, visual only, like, the experience, I like the snowy landscape uh, around New Babbage on Microtech. Okay. Because I'm, I'm from the Midwest. It's really snowy there. And uh, I just, maybe I relate to that. And <laughs> seeing your character get on any open-air vehicle and then seeing the snow just, like, collect on your armor and then changing the color of you and having to wipe off your goggles all the time as a kid who went sledding and skiing every single day like that, that strikes a chord with me, you know, all puns intended. So, uh, let's see, uh, mechanic. Favorite I haven't been places? to too many yet, but I think almost any, any train I can get on a train. And so far I spent like 20 minutes just sitting on the train and watching everything pass me by. 
and just, you know, sit, rolling through the tubes and watching the outside cities roll by. Like I was thinking already, like I'm going to come up with a whole video where I'm just sitting on a train and recording myself talking about like a magazine that I was reading 20 minutes earlier or something like that, just to show off those scenes passing by and just trying to get that realism and just everyday life of Star Citizen. Anywhere where you go where it's just, this isn't particularly doing something. This isn't particularly blowing up a ship or getting something for a quest. This is just being in the universe, sitting on a train or going to the, uh, to the expo site where I was mm -hmm. before um, with the statues that are lit up in certain ways and things like that. And they've got the little background music telling the, the recordings that loop telling the history of, of what they did and things like that. All those little parts where you're just in the universe, not necessarily doing the game or playing the game, it's just living in it are the things that I really love. Uh, I, I, even, even though I know this is mostly for y'all, I will answer my question, my, 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 the question as well. My, my favorite place in Star Citizen is actually the landscape of Hurston because that savanna plains mixed with just utter junk reminds me heavily of Halo 3, like the, 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 the landscapes in Halo 3. And I'm just, I, I'm, it's the closest place that I can get to what Texas is like. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. There we go, Ooh, Paul. You and I have a connection there. Yeah, we're yeah. finding the places in the game that are like our childhood homes. <laughs> yes, uh, Katie, you were saying something. Um, just just to uh, um, add a little a little to this as well. Some of the little details that are probably meaningless to most people, but make me unbelievably happy are things like the Lowville train when it takes corners and you hear the tracks screeching. Yes, yes, I, that's I, what I mean. I, I am so so happy when I hear that. It, it, it's just little details like that that really set the game off. Just, just turn turn on um, the um, the Blade Runner soundtrack and just ride the trains in Lorville in day and night. <laughs> you'll, 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 like at nighttime, it, the 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 Blade Runner soundtrack is just mwah. It's it's it is very inspired by by that Blade Runner feel, and it feels very awesome like that. So yeah, they 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 nail those details for sure. Um, all right, next question comes from. Um, Commander Captain Lupp, who asks, who says, hello, what is the basic mechanic, if any, with Star Citizen, or is it more of an open world, and how does it compare to Elite Grid, um, the, to the Elite Grind Mech mechanics? Uh, as someone who has not played Elite recently, I will give a little bit of information, but I'll let the rest of them kind of explain, because I think y'all will probably have a better perspective on this. Um... Star Citizen is first and foremost a sandbox. It is designed to, to be just, you can do whatever you want. If you want to just ride the trains for hours, you can do that. If you want to hop in a car and drive through the plains of, uh, of, of Hurston or, or, you know, trundle over the snow capped peaks of, of, of um, Microtech or what, what a lot of content creators do, which is low fly. Well, they'll take a, a, a ship, push it at like fast as they can possibly go, turn off flight assist, and then drift around the the planet at like meters above the ground, uh, just so that they can they they can just like you know do, doing tricks and stuff like that. So at its core, it's a sandbox. It does have a story. It does have a universe, and the missions are fairly accessible compared to Elite. This is one of those things that I've heard people say recently. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. Because you have, you know, actually I heard something that I, I about lost my mind when I, when I heard someone say this, which was, um, someone said, I love Star Citizen's, uh, mission content. Thank God for the Moby glass. 
And uh, anyone who's a Star Citizen veteran will sit here and go, what? <laughs> the MOBA glass is good? I agree. I am... Whew. That is that is like yes. a mind-melting experience to hear that because the MOBA glass, we complain about it all the time in the Star Citizen community. The star map sucks. The, the like it's like it's All these sorts of things we complain about. And then hearing elite commanders come in and be like, oh, this is such an amazing experience. I'm like, yeah. what? When you compare that, when you compare the Moby Glass interface to two weirdly circular, like, what are they supposed <laughs> to be, smartwatch experiences that we have in Elite right now, it is a vast improvement, even though, yeah, it's it's buggy, but it's the lesser of two evils. It's it feels amazing. a need that we don't have, yeah. It's amazing that you can see Just when don't change the color. using it, too. Everyone, don't <laughs> do it. Do not change the color of your Moby Glass at Microtech. You think it's a good idea, don't do it. <laughs> it'll get bugged and it won't work and you'll have a bad time That's taking more notes PSA for all you guys out there <laughs> go ahead Kate well it's amazing with the Moby Glass that you can see when other people are using it as well and uh, uh, with regards to the missions um, what, what's really great about it is you can string them together seamlessly like in Elite Dangerous you, you go out with your group you complete a mission You've got to go back to the station then. You've got to go back and get another mission or, you know, stack the missions up. Star Citizen, you can go out, kill some bounties, immediately just open up the movie glass, get another mission, go and do that. It it, it means you can it makes it makes the content very accessible, I find. The 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 system map could do with a little work though, for sure. Okay. So <laughs> so I'm not insane. We're not all insane if you're saying CIG please fix the the, the, the map. Oh no. Oh. It is okay. bad. I mean, even like <laughs> Chris Roberts during his little video last what last week talked about how bad the management system. What did he, what did he how did he put it? Like the inventory management system. Yeah, he even yeah. talked about that. He was like, yeah, the Moby Glass is not good. It was never meant to be there for a long time. And I really liked that. If you guys didn't watch that video, you should. Yes. Um, it was Especially really cool when, to hear like the his... biggest person in the game, the you know Godfather of the game, say this isn't good, and we know it. That was just nice. Yeah. Also, that his daughter ripped into him for for, for oh, yeah. he's standing on chairs. <laughs> yes. I, I still want it to be that because because it was it's so long that that it's an NPC behavior as a as a protest mechanic that that uh, that pe people stand on chairs instead of sitting on them as a as a as a political active active uh, action because of the story of Hurston and how Hurston is super like authoritarian in terms of their rule over the people like added and, into the star citizen vernacular like you were yeah. so mad. i was so angry i was standing on a chair yeah like like <laughs> it's 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 a political statement when you stand on a chair and and i, I like that because it would be a nice little homage to all the bugs <laughs> that have been happening for so long so um all right uh let's move on to the next question from uh nakaj who asks uh if you could play as one of the alien races in Star Citizen, which would you want to play? Let's go with you, Enterprise. Now, you guys, you guys know that Paul is the like I am alien the aficionado here. I, I, Paul, I do. I, okay, I'll run. I'll run through. You, you should preface yeah, before the question. Give us the briefest description of the different races for everyone at home, everyone playing along. You got thirty minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You get uh, 10 words per race. Uh, all right. So the Tavarin are a fallen species of alien birds um, that are humanoid alien birds who are this warrior warrior species that has 
been their culture has been almost erased by humanity because humans conquered them in a war, uh, a, a very apocalyptic war between the two, um, early on. And then you have the Banu. Everyone likes the Banu. They they look like tall Groots, but they love shiny. They're they're the trade the trade species. They live very short lives, but they they love um uh they're 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 completely chaotic in their in their whole structure of society but everything's based around agreements and transactions so like um even families they don't even have families they have what they call suli which is like a word for trade guild and for family and for company so like everything is based off of mutual trades and and you know all of these sulis working together for the mutual benefit of everyone but they're all individual so they're very much the these short-lived very quick like we got to make the money we got to we got to find unique things in the universe and be really really good at what we do uh and then you have the jian who are these very old long-lived race that are uh they look like turtle people um that uh are very they're very polite they're very it's hard to hard to describe them they're they're secretive but they're very like open not open but they're very upfront about being very they're like you know we'll be polite we'll be very formal but we're going to hold you at arm's distance so they're so their whole society is very based off of this like it's it's like space feudalism where all these different families control these regions and the emperor controls the army and everyone has to give the emperor um you know they're 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 young who then spend like 50 to 100 years in service of the emperor and then they, they that's done they they leave and you know back go back to their families to start other things and then the last one is the vanduul who are these uh nomadic species of uh raiders they attack other you know other species to gather resources and to 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 take things for their own use uh, and they're this they've been doing this relentless march and this they're the main antagonists of the star citizen universe because they attack everyone um and they the humanity's been getting the brunt of the vanduul attacks uh for hundreds of years so based off of that explanation hmm. great job by the way paul really good <laughs> thank you amazing yeah uh enterprise what do you think oh uh well if enterprise had to be one i would definitely go with the uh the Gian. But my um for a pure stream gameplay value, my alt account, uh, evil prize, uh, evil prize, definitely von Duel. There we go. Uh, mechanic, what do you think? Well, I will defer to you as the master historian. Who who would the nomadic helps everybody mercenary guy who goes around fixing everybody's ships? Benu. Who would he match? Would he? Benu. There you go. Oh, that's well, then that's Benu. who a mechanic man would be if he needed to be an alien. Yeah. Kitty? Bird person, please. Tavarn. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They're, they're... They do the best ships, apparently. Apparently, they did... apparently the Talon is the PvP mm -hmm. meta right now, I've been oh, told. Yeah. I haven't used one, but apparently that's the case. The, the Prowler and, the, and the, the Talon are both Vanduul ships. Oh, not Vanduul ships, um, are both... Uh, uh, Tavarn ships. And yeah, that's the one thing that if you if you don't know that there's a lot of ships in Star Citizen which are actually alien ships. The Cartual, which Enterprise was talking about in the other video, is um is a Xion ship. And the we the Defender, 
is the is a Banu ship, and the Talon and the Prowler are both Tavaran ships, and then the Scythe, the Blade, and the Glaive are all uh, um, uh, Vandal ships. Too bad Alien Week's over. You yeah. guys missed it. Could have flown them all ah. as part of the patch. Am I, pretty... am I right in thinking that they that they are like they're the alien designs that have been then manufactured by human companies? Some are, and some are actually the alien ships. That is amazing, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like that 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 level of kind of thought has gone into the the fact that they are like human manufactured versions of these alien designs. Like that is incredible. Like a delacy interpretation of a Thargoid ship equivalent. Totally so cool. Yeah. 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 It's 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 very much like to the as. If those of you commanders who are watching this who may not know me, I do a lot of lore in Star Citizen. There is legitimately, I could probably do a 10-minute video on just the Talon. In fact, I did a 10-minute video on just the Talon. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Uh, but like, it, the, that's just the story behind how the Talon came to be, um, how the company that makes it, which is, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Um, Asperia. Um, why they make it, how they got, got to do it, the political ramifications of them doing it. Um, it's all these sorts of things. Um, the, and then like the, the, but yeah, there's legitimately the Banu produce ships for human consumption and the, uh, Jian produce ships for human consumption. In fact, it also goes the other way where humans produce have have produced ships that the Xi'an have have licensed to build on their own space to use because they like that design. So it's this very interesting universe where everything's kind of crossing over with one another. So hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. West Chub ask a West Cub ask asks, what game mechanic are you most looking forward to? Let's start with uh, uh, you, Katie, on this one. Um, I mean, for me, the 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 thing that really interests me, the thing I'm really looking forward to going forward, is more on-foot encounters or combat or, or just just general encounters. Actually, on on the surface of planets, not 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 just in like you know, the caves and underground bunkers and things, but actually, you know, you land somewhere to do something, you may, and you come across some some random, uh, you know, caravan or patrol or something, and, and having settlements or so, some something in which I guess situations where you could use the tanks legitimately, you know, like PvE I, style. You are preaching my my. <laughs> there is legitimately yeah. there is a legitimate idea I've pitched to CIG and I'd love to see this. An event based around the idea of a blockade happening at a at a place like like Lorville, where you can't get in because um, some political faction or some group has has blockaded it to try to stop to try to starve the um, the Hurstons out. And so you have to run as an aid convoy to get food to the um, uh, to to the city, and you have so basically you have you know load up trucks and you have to drive them drive them in there because there's too much air cover and you have tanks to actually have to cover with the with the with the advance and you have to fight against other tanks. I just I I want the the uh, gosh was it thunder roll rolling thunder uh, from Battlefield Three that where you have just waves of tanks that are rolling forward and you have to kind of fire and maneuver around things i just i want that experience so yeah that sounds incredible that just yeah. sounds so good but we'll see hopefully hopefully it's on they just released recently added to the progress tracker that they're working on new ground missions and 
NPCs using ground vehicles. So here's the hoping. Uh, Enterprise, what are you looking forward to? All right. Definitely agree with what you guys just said. Looking forward to the content that uses the vehicles that we have now and the sniper rifles, which have no use yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to see specifically some missions that are made for the bigger, stronger ships in the game. I would love to see a mission that can only be completed with a fully crewed hammerhead, for instance, mm-hmm. or missions that would require two fully crewed hammerheads. Like the ships are in the game, the multiplayer aspects in the game, but there's no missions yet where you have to take those. So that's something I'm looking forward to more detailed, hard to complete missions. Okay. Uh, mechanic man, your thoughts. What are you looking forward to in terms of mechanics? I, I guess I guess two different things. Um, gameplay around the tech that was added when we were able to push the carts around, because I know we're going to be able to, uh, you know, install and remove and repair different modules in our ships once that's all fleshed out. Um, you know, being able to go into the ships and actually make actual repairs. I've got to get out of the gunner seat and run down to the engine room and make a repair. Type that type of gameplay is really really exciting to me. That and in VR support, I know much further out, but um, being able to do those repairs in VR, I would never leave this game. I will be here forever and ever once that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the idea of wrenching on the ship and doing it in VR especially is really, really exciting for me. I, yeah. I'm very excited for the non-VR version, but I can't wait for VR as well. You want you want the Scotty experience, you know? Give me Scotty, yes. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. I can't yeah. give it anymore. I'm like, oh, so yeah. happy. Yeah. Like to run down to the, uh, like in the Carrick, to run to the engine room in the Carrick and take the little elevator down. Like the ships are built for it. We're just waiting for those mechanics to roll out, you know? Even in the tank, you can go in the tank and open up the teeny tiny little size one shield gen and the little mm-hmm. itty bitty cooler and get your like I fix it kit to like work <laughs> on it, you know? Like, um, this is this is just another kind of like off question. Is Star Citizen vaporware? My buddy says it's fake, so I'm on the fence about getting it. It's not vaporware. Star Citizen is just an alpha, and it's the long term alpha. So, for those of you who are wondering about you know Star Citizen who may have even may even know what Star Citizen is, um, it's there's lots lots of other great videos out there and content out there, and a lot of these creators make a lot of content that, especially since a lot of them are brand new to, the, to Star Citizen, that can give you a little bit more of an idea of what the hurdles are for getting into star citizen so uh yes and and as said universes you can do star citizen you know in uh, vr in star citizen it's just mm-hmm. vomit inducing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh all right we've got seven questions left so we're we're, we're uh and some of them are short some of them are long um question for all of you have you heard of Benny Henge? I feel like I should, but no. <laughs> I have heard of it. Um, I, I actually know what it is. I've not been there. Um, I, I kept seeing it come up in my comments on my videos, so I, I did ask some some of the more experienced Star Citizen players that I know, and they've explained um, how it came about and what it is. I'd love to go and see it though, but I've not been yet. If you do it, you have to follow the chain. There's a there's a it starts with a pat some pads in Grim Hex. That you can read and hear some of the stories of how Benny Henge was created. There, it, it's harder to find. You need to have a guide to help you find it. But 
uh, it is the the story behind it. This is because there's an entire story behind why it exists in the first place too. So, uh, what was the wasn't there a helmet giveaway for finding? Benny? Yes, there was. It was one of the what early, helmet was that? Uh, it was the um, the monster one. The monster, not the monster one. It was the the, the like the big uh, goofy uh, bear head. Yeah, it almost yes, that's the one. Yes, bear head. Uh, all right, I don't have it. That was just when I was kind of like getting more serious into the game. Was oh, it was like, the sca- it was the scarecrow one, not the not the bear head. Okay, scare there the one that looks like scarecrow from the uh, from the Batman movie. So, uh, all right. Imperial Nexus asks, if Elite Dangerous could take one thing from Star Citizen, what would you want it to be? And vice versa, if there's one thing Star Citizen should have from take from Elite. Let's start with you, Enterprise, and then we'll move on. One. Man. <laughs> okay. One thing? Well, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Full ship interiors. For Elite? I, I, okay. I think full ship interiors in Elite could really change so much about the game. I know it's not simple. I know it's not easy. But you said one thing, and there it is. Yep. How Full about ship interiors. How about reverse? What thing? One thing that that could Star Citizen use from Elite? Letting me. Well, here's the thing. I know so a lot of things I'm going to say are like on the roadmap. Yeah. Like they're just not there yet. Yeah. So I got to try to think of something that I have never heard about or read about on a roadmap that Elite has. So and let me think about that one. Hold on. Okay. Can you come back to me? Sure. Katie, what yeah. do you think? So going from so from, from Star Citizen to Elite, it would be the, the ground combat, the, the okay. realistic ground combat instead of this the arcade ground combat that Odyssey has. Going the going the other way, going from Elite to Star Citizen. I've already said um twice this off, so I won't use that. Um this would probably be an unpopular one. I don't know. Hit scan lasers. The beam, the base, the pulse, um, because it, I mean, it's, it's a laser, it's light, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it is moving at the speed of light. Um, I, I, I understand that there are probably well thought out arguments and reasons why lasers work the way they do. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my, my pick, yeah. Okay. Um, mechanic. Each person stole one of my options already, which I had written down <laughs> before. The whole the whole show, I actually wanted to talk about those things. But yes, um, ship interiors is my number one thing. Um, I realize even the smallest ship, the Sidewinder in Elite Dangerous, is the size of a medium-sized house. So yeah. doing ship interiors in Elite is complicated. There's a lot of modeling to do. How do you handle moving around inside with the existing game code, stuff like that. But ship interiors would be amazing because that's my entire content is pretending there are ship interiors. Um, and then going the other way around... Uh, would be would be the with the ground combat. Um, I think the ground combat and the, just being a person, like we talked about earlier, a person in Star Citizen instead of a head in a ship, was, is is incredible. If we can somehow transfer that to Elite a little bit better, I'd be really really happy. Okay. How about reverse? I got it. Okay. Oh, never mind. My time finished. I interrupted you. No, I'm good. <laughs> what do you think, Enterprise? You, you get to go the other direction, Mechanic yeah. Man. You get. To oh, go I did both. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, so the thing that I would like to have from Elite brought into Star Citizen that I've not seen on a roadmap are ship kits. Actually physically changing the way the ship looks on the outside, which is something you can do in Elite that you can't do in Star Citizen. This kind of wings. I would spend so much money. Do do you want, uh, Enterprise, do you want me to tell you that that's actually something that's happening in Star Citizen? 
Oh, <laughs> I know we're going to get is... the names on the ships soon. I just so the ship kits were coming too. That's okay. what custom uh, custom crows custom sh- custom ships is designed oh, for. What about what about for ground vehicles? Am I going to get ground effects? Can we like low ride? Am I going to get hydraulics? Uh, Can I get I hydraulics know. in Possibly. my Ursta? I mean, because, like, for instance, the basics that we have right now are there is a kit that you can get that will turn an F7C into at least the aesthetic looks of an F7A, the military variant of the Hornet. And then, of oh, course, wow. you've got, okay. you've go, got the, the Privateer, which so is cool. a which is the like a ship that t- takes the, the, the takes the carrier, the Kraken, and turns it into a mall, a floating mall. It rips out a lot of the interiors and replaces it with stores so you can turn it into like a space station. Uh, a mobile space station. So, wow, uh, yeah, wow. So, it's incredibly expensive. Um, you, you, but you will eventually be able to get it in game. So, uh, all right, we've got five questions left. Um, okay, we've already, we've already answered the next one because it's like, what what aspects of Elite do you think Start CIG should consider implementing? And I think the one thing that was almost un- unanimous was. Um, decou- uh, change decoupled to flight assist off. Yeah, I think was yeah. that. Can I want to? I want to. I do want to um, just add a little something there, which is I don't think they should change it. I I, I think that having the option, option. like so okay. so make it make the because yeah. I don't want to I don't want to impose a, a very difficult <laughs> to learn control method on yeah. everyone. You know, this was um, all Katie's just... fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I would love that honestly. Yeah. <laughs> So more like more like a a uh, normal um, uh, a normal a decoupled and a uh, IFC uh, ISCS off IFCS off sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Then we've got from TS Forest. For anyone, why was there one aspect of a feature of Orison, or was there any aspect or feature of Orison or anywhere else in the game? That you felt was amazing and might be your favorite things you have seen. What stood out amongst all of the other stuff? Is there anything that stood out? One feature, one aspect of the game that just stood out to you when you first... I think it's more aesthetically is what, is what TS Force is asking. So in the whole game? Yeah. Um, is, I mean, I'll, I'll go, go first. Wow. I'll go, go first. Yeah, the first wow moment was waking up in the hab at... Uh, Lorville for the very first time and trying to find the train and having to look at the signs and then noticing that there was trash on the ground and then yeah. noticing that there was a flyer for a punk rock band on the wall and like seeing the amount of detail at such a high high level in even this the minutia of the game and what, what we've already, already spoken about like on the train the sound of the train turning and the track grinding like it's the baseline super details of just the walking from my habitat to my ship that already sold me on the game before I even flew anywhere. That's the word I was looking for. The minutia sold me on it too. That, that I just went through that experience that Enterprise was talking about a week ago. So it's all those tiny little details that it's those little details in Elite that always got me too. But those tiny little things, which brings it even to a whole nother level, is what is what grabbed me. It's absolutely, the minutia makes it for me. Uh, Kate, how about you? It's funny enough, actually, um, very, very similarly, um, that everything is so fantastically signposted 
in Star Citizen, in the world of Star Citizen, seeing the the Lawville metro map for the first time and looking and trying to decide, trying to figure out which line I'm meant to be on, and um, right right through to flying the Caterpillar for the first time the other day, and the directions through through signs on the doors through the ship. I, it was my first time on the ship, but I could find my way around because it was so well signposted and so well, you know, so well indicated where everything was. Um, a lot of care has gone into it. A lot of care has gone into the um, making that world a realistic represent representation of the real world in the sense that, yeah, people need to, to be directed to where they're meant to be um, in cities and, and buildings and ships and... Um, yeah, I was really, really impressed with it the first time I the first time I got into the game. Yeah, it felt like a train station. It really did. Mm. And um, the Starfarer feels like a confusing nightmare death trap. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> the Starfarer is uh, built in a time when they were building <laughs> ships like FPS levels, not like ships. If you haven't been on that one yet, Katie, like you're not going to know where you are at all. I don't know where I am ever. <laughs> I have not had the pleasure yet, but, but I will seek it it's out. Time, but you should. You should. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if you manage to participate in the Xenothread event, because that's coming back, one of the things is to board derelict starfarers and pull out uh, equipment to help the Navy uh, from a, from an invasion. And um, yeah, it's 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 like um, an MC Escher sketch at times. Uh, you know, like the, like the, the, the <laughs> stairs going different directions and makes no sense. You know. Um, uh, people still love it, but I, it needs work. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next question. Iron Dragoon asks, for everyone, has anyone done the stable orbit around a, plow, a, a planet in powered down mode? They've removed that, unfortunately. I used to Aww. do that. So there was a, there was a sweet spot between... Um, where you would be, you could go fast enough to match the rotation of the planet. Uh, but, uh, so you were constantly moving forward, but, um, you weren't, you were moving fast enough to move forward, but you weren't going to fall. So you weren't going to fall, but you weren't able to escape. So you would reach a certain height at a certain speed and just turn off your ship and you would just constantly orbit. Like geosynchronous orbit, like a satellite dish. Not even like geosynchronous, just like regular orbit. It was just you. Were, it oh, was essentially okay. it was literally like you were but falling too now. fast forward to fall down. So because of that, you were yeah, you, orbit. you were moving at moving at at the speed. You know, you were just missing the ground. Essentially, you're you're going too fast to 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 hit the ground. Sucks they took that out. You can actually yeah. do that in Elite occasionally with the SRV. If you're on a low enough gravity planet, you can get moving fast enough to actually get into orbit in the exact same way. Yeah. Um, there are some moons where you could get, get that done, but they've removed some of that aspects a, a little bit. Um, so, Sidero is one, um, the one pioneering stable orbits around Delamar. I don't know if it was Sidero. I think it was Diablos. <laughs> Diablos was doing it long before. I remember Diablos doing it years ago, and then uh, I think I think he, he helped spread it around, but yeah. Um so yeah, sadly, I don't Bummer. think many people have been able to do it. But, Bummer, um, I could have done that and like played a nice, like relaxing synthesizer kind of soundscape while look, we floated. Look up Sidero though. Sidero is another Star Citizen content right. creator on YouTube. He 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 does some stuff. So if he knows, if he he may have tutorials on how to do that as well. If it should be cool, you know. Um. All right. Next question comes from Sketch Therapy, who asks, "Will they enter the PTU?" So are, you, are I know you already are in PTU, right, Ender? Uh, up right now. Uh, 
Mechanic and Katie, will you try the PTU or are you going to wait for it to go live? I am going to wait. Yeah, it's. Okay. I, I'm. I think. I'm. I think maybe in future when I'm more familiar with the game. Um, certainly, I think at the moment I, I've still got so much. I'm still in awe of like the current patch. So I'm. There's still so much for me to kind of go and look at and see and and experience. I'm happy to wait for the the new content and the changes coming. Um, okay. But in future, uh, maybe. Mechanic. The same. I've I've been a beta tester on things forever for like two decades, so I love beta testing. But yeah, same type of thing. I I literally don't know what the differences are at this point yet, so still getting a feel for everything. So I can tell the differences between the two. I think I'll probably hang on for the next one, maybe three fifteen. All, all I can say is that you know everything you've learned about combat in Star Citizen. Take that, grab it with a little ball, and throw it away. Throw it away. Because they've changed. They've changed a lot of stuff. Um, so, it actually makes sense then to start learning in the for the way going forward in that case. Yes. Um, uh, Cuban asks, this is the last question, favorite landing zone in the verse? Let's start with Mechanic and end with Katie. Mechanic, favorite landing zone? I literally landed in my bed is the first place I landed in the game. So, I mean, I, I'm still, in, I'm, I'm at that point still where I'm still amazed with everything. I was walking around in the lobby, the hallway outside the apartments, going down into the train and being mesmerized, um, going to the to the expo center and looking around at everything in there. So I'm, landing in the game is my favorite landing point at this point. Okay. Uh, Enterprise. New Babbage. Okay. New Babbage Microtech is my favorite landing zone because as I said before, I like the snow. Two, I like that it's easy to find where to park because you fly in and there's the city and then you see in the distance, there's the long train and the flashy red lights. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you can park just outside, go in the garage, get your own little race car, whatever you want, and drive across the ice. Again, uh, drive across the ice is cool. You know? I like that so. ability, being able to, to to skip the train and just drive drive to the yeah. to the stations. It's really nice. Uh, Katie, favorite landing zone? I like the uh, the rooftop landing pads of Artcourt. Um, not at Area 18. If you go to one, of, I, I forget which area it is now, but there's one with just these enormous skyscrapers with, with uh, landing pads on the roof. And if you land there, the view you get is remarkable. And actually, it really gives you an insight into the level of detail of the game. You look down from there at the city below, and it is jaw-droppingly gorgeous, the level of detail they've got in the cities. Oh, yeah. Um, the fun fact, they're actually working on doing missions for those, those rooftops things. So you'll be able to deliver packages or do FPS combat in them to kind of like <laughs> oh wow! So, so yeah, maybe a we'll, use for that sniper rifle one of these days on yeah. those rooftops. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all right, that's the last question. Thank you all so much for joining us here live on Twitch. And if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching this. Make sure you join us live on Twitch for these the usual podcast was 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, um, 11 p.m. GMT or 11 p.m. Uh, UTC. And uh, where we kind of bring people together. I'll be doing some of these special episodes um, throughout July. I may, I may have one more that we'll be going to do towards the end of July with uh, Morph and Space Tomato. Um, but I have to kind of work out work on that. I want to thank these wonderful creators for coming on, taking their time, for several hours to come talk about their experiences. Uh, make sure you're following all of their content if you don't already do so. And uh, like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. Adios.